<clears throat> hello, hello, and welcome to our second LinkedIn Live, where we bring you valuable and practical experiences from our guests sharing their real-life stories and their real-life insights and experience. My name is Sadek. I'm the founder of Zedder Group and Zedder Business Advisory. And I would like to thank all the attendees for coming here today. Thank you for making it. If you have any questions during the live, please feel free to put it on the chat. Or if there is anything you'd like to know more about, please put it on the chat and we'll answer it either during our discussion or at the end during our Q&A. I'm happy to welcome today Dr. Tariq Turkistani, CEO of SAI, a last mile and uh, the delivery and logistics uh, company in KSA. After completing his school in Jeddah, uh, Tariq joined Penn State in US to, uh, to complete his bachelor's degree in computer science. Came back to Jeddah, continued his master's degree and got his PhD also in computer science. In 2016, Tare with his uh, uh, with his partner Ihab Nasir uh, co-founded um, a business called Casper Cap. It was a platform that provided secure, um, uh, reliable, and affordable transportation for uh, working females in Jeddah. And late in 2017, they pivoted the business and moved it into last mile and the e-commerce company. Hello, Tari, and thank you for being with us. I think now the obvious question that everyone have in, in mind is from a PhD in computer science into an entrepreneur, co-founder, CEO of a last mile and logistics business. What happened? Hello, Sadiq, and thank you for hosting me. Um, so basically what happened is my partner, Ihab, uh, was at an accelerator uh, program hosted at Kaust uh, mm -hmm. when I was doing PhD. And um, in his uh, pursuit of building Casper Cap, which, is, which offers the reliable transportation for working female, he was looking for a, co a technical co-founder. Um, and I was there. Uh, I was introduced okay. to him. Um, to be uh, to join him as a technical uh, as a technical co-founder or, te or founding CTO, so that's uh, that what happened. I met him. We started uh, discussing things until Casper Cap was built, and later on Sai, and the rest uh, is history. <laughs> so you started from uh, from a technical advisor into then moving into the business, into really rolling up the sleeves and. Uh, doing yeah. the hard work and everything. Yeah. Tari, um, now I know that the audience and everyone would like to know um, the challenges that the basically uh, uh, businesses and startups always face. Um, it is known that usually all startups and all businesses, they face challenges with the human capital. They face challenges in the funding and achieving profitability. And then they, they face challenges in the business model. Yeah. Can you tell us how did you go about the um, uh, overcoming everything, all the challenges that you faced um, in terms of the human capital? Yeah. 
that's that's very I mean, it's an important question and thank you for asking it um what uh, what usually happens in in startups um uh, it it's it gets very tricky and very difficult to hire uh, people mm. uh, the reason is uh, you can find someone who is super talented and who works as a very prestige company with uh, 15 years or 10 years plus of experience and you might think that that person would uh, suit well your startup. However, that person might join the startup and then uh, because everything is so agile and it's not as rigid and as structured, he might fail to, to, to help you grow. Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, at, the sa- so at the same time, you have to have some, some what, some, you have to introduce some structure in your startup at the beginning. Hmm. So yeah. it, it gets very tricky. But maybe we could, we, what we could say is every stage has a different level of hiring uh, recruitment, uh, hi, uh, hiring requirements. So when you mm. are at the beginning, let's say seed or a pre-seed or uh, idealization uh, uh, stage, it is not essential to have someone who is an experienced in, in a field to be a full-time with you, maybe a part-time or maybe consultant that would help. But at the beginning, you would need, uh, you would want people who can basically uh, roll up their uh, sleeves and uh, work everything at any time. Uh, mm-hmm. Later, as the company grows, let's say to a growth level or Series A, Series B, and, plus, and above, then you need to onboard more of structure to your company. And, and that, mm-hmm. uh, with that structure, you lose some of the agility uh, that you might have, but that could be good for your business um, mm-hmm. because it is. It is. Yani, uh, businesses get a little bit tricky after they move out of their uh, seed and pre-seed stage into like growth or even sustainable stage. Um, so, how would you know about any yani, people who would hire them uh, and who would be yani, uh, attractive to you? You might find them in uh, at the beginnings. You might find them actually in accelerator programs or boot camps or hackathons. Uh, some uh, there you would find people who follow who, who do what they do because they love it and they're passionate about it. In later stages, you'll find these people who might be interested on LinkedIn. Uh, you would, okay. yeah. you would uh, mm. recruit companies like Zither Group, for example, uh, mm. try to any would help you try to find um, um, good recruits for uh, your right. LinkedIn stage company. Mm. Look, um, what I have seen is that a lot of companies, they when they move into Series B or C, they go into uh, sometimes more structure and they go, they st- start thinking like corporates and they start, they like to become a very structured and very, um, a, a, a very rigid uh, business. What's yeah. your take on that? So, and I think that uh, there is, so, uh, I'll, 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 there are some stages in startups where maturity is actually needed. And let's say you are a startup at a series A, B, and above. Uh, you need to have a very good uh, finance uh, finance guy, right? CFO, whatever yeah. you want to call it, right? Mm. Yeah. CFO who basically, and yeah, he will know yeah, what what are the numbers, uh, what what are the numbers doing, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you might still want to have a little bit of agility in your business development or in your uh, or, or in your uh, uh, 
uh, or, operation. Or, or find new or, uh, new ways to do operations. So to mm. find the mix, it is a tricky, and it's the job of the CEO, of the founder and CEO and also the board to identify that. Mm. The later, as you mentioned, the later you go, you have to have this more of a structured, uh, structured thinking, and that might that that those kind of people that you're on board might clash with the people who who you would hired who hired from exceed round or, or, mm. or earlier rounds, because there yeah. because there there is a mix of cultures, and and that mix. Is is uh, difficult to overcome, unless. Uh, but you and you also have to have some certain or uh, some decisions that might make some people feel uncomfortable. You might have to fire people yeah. right left, uh, from different sides until you may, may, you move the company around. Mm. But if you look, uh, if you look for the future, let's say twenty years after that stage, you'll you'll you look back and you see. I I had to do that. I had to. Yeah. I had to get. Uh, uh, it is the necessary to, evil. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And some 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 start some founders will be very attached to the people who hired from who they hired from the first uh, first the days, beginning. which is very yeah. understandable. And those are the people who build the company with you. Uh, but they might not be able to uh, grow it even further. And, and so that's a and that's a, not a rocket science. Um, mm. Let's say. But it needs uh, it needs some uh, elaborate thinking uh, from the founders side. Yeah, it is a tricky situation, and that's why most a lot of companies they stumble into this moving from the, from one phase to another uh, because it's tricky, delicate, and uh, it needs to be handled with a lot of gloves and a lot of uh, 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 what do you call it precision and maturity. Exactly. Good, thank you. So um, now we've we've talked about the human capital. Now the second the uh, uh, the second dilemma that a lot of startups face is that the business model. Yeah. So I started as a, uh, a, a taxi for uh, for uh, women uh, workers in, in Jeddah. I want to stay. How do you yeah. know that you're on the right business model? How do you choose which business business model you want to stay in? So at the at the end, it's two things. One, there is there is a market demand for it, mm-hmm. and second, which is important, is making money out of it, right? Okay. It is not any uh, any whatever you're doing. It should not be charitable work, right? If mm-hmm. it's charitable work, then maybe you join an NGO. Or, 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 <laughs> yeah. So uh, like here in our case at Sai, when we were doing Casper Cap, at that time there was a market. Um, mm. 30% of the salaries for the working uh, female force was gone to uh, basically transportation. And that percentage was a lot. And it uh, it wasn't enabling uh, uh, women to join uh, the workforce. So, and that's that's why my partner, Ihab, came up with the idea of doing carpooling in order to mm. reduce the cost. Um, and then we built the system. So, and in 2018 or... Uh, yeah, later in 2017, actually, when the royal degree came in to allow women to 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 drive, the market is now the potential market is now gone. So, mm-hmm. we, and we had to think of a way to pivot or to do something else that will and it help us to 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 make money and grow. Uh, the good thing is that through our connections, we saw that there is a boom. Uh, we saw that we. Uh, 
we saw a pain uh, with e-commerce and companies in in the kingdom because there was a boom in the e-commerce and the current and the the stat, the current uh, logistics or last month companies were not able to accommodate uh, that kind of uh, influx of shipments so we came we came in and we, we with our model of doing freelancing uh, cartons doing the deliveries and couriers doing freelance couriers doing deliveries it worked and you were now, the first one in, first ones in Saudi to start this. yes yes and at that mm. time yeah at that time we presented to a lot of people including RMX before they create RMX Go um, and uh, many doubted that we would be able to do it there was no regulation on to how to do it so we had to, but, but there was a pain with the e-commerce mm. and we, we solved that pain and we made money so everything was in, in terms of okay. revenue we saw it now the, the tricky thing is which is very important is not to get too comfortable with that kind of uh, with whatever you're building uh, you might you might uh, uh, love whatever uh, the, uh, the business model that you're doing too much to the point that it will blind you from uh, make you not see um, how it's not working anymore mm. right mm. so you you might get into some false uh, uh, philosophy that okay uh, that uh, your, your your business model is now creating good kind of revenue interaction now it is the only thing that we should focus on especially at the at the beginnings of your company's life and that might bite you back in the butt later as mm. you try to okay them. yeah right. yeah so and i've uh, seen this a lot i have seen a lot of people falling in love and getting too attached with their business model that they start having blind spots on everything so, else on all the opportunities that comes yeah and uh, yeah that's again it's a bit tricky though uh, yeah. you're not sure you love it and how much you're attached you need to keep on going or not yeah what will determine because you mentioned also uh, it's not a charity yeah right so yeah so uh, as the company uh, would I mean, as you want to grow I mean, of course you'll have to get I mean, you have to fuel yourself and you fuel by getting investments or onboarding investors now investors um uh, the good thing about having investors is that they give you a sounding board of what are the things that are investable uh, right mm -hmm. where should we put the money to and where should the money uh, the business move forward now, of course, with the direction, or also with the with the, with heavy emphasis on the input of the founders. So, uh, so what will happen is as you, as the company grows uh, and you onboard more investors and you have more structure, uh, especially in your board of directors, uh, the founders will need to hear very well whatever whatever is coming back uh, from uh, from the board and the investors that they have that they have on the cap table. Now, those people will try to give directions or will try to make you see the things that you don't want to see or mm. uh, uh, and make you unattached uh, from whatever you really love doing that much. So uh, that's why it is very important to to, uh, to hire and select uh, a good uh, board of directors or board of advisory or mentors yeah, who would help you actually navigate this kind of challenges. Because the issue mainly at the beginning of the startups, they focus on one only, one or two uh, revenue streams, and you cannot mm. sustain that for the for the for the future. Now you see, uh, any uh, I mean, if you look at the tech uh, tech companies that are laying off uh, a lot of people, 
they're still a profitable company, but their major source of income is from uh, marketing activities, right? Mm-hmm. So people don't yani, advertise a lot, yeah. so it means that there is a pressure on the revenue. They are diversified today because when you look at Google or Facebook, it's more than each of more than a decade companies old, right? More than a decade, mm-hmm. a decade years old. So of course they had other things to do. I and mean, Google invested yeah. in things that I, I on top of my head I just remember now Ring, which is the 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 the, yeah. the, the ring that you have on the doors to open the doors. Mm-hmm. That's a very good investment and it actually still people use it. Uh recession mm-hmm. or not, people will have doors. So <laughs> So, so yeah, so startups at the beginning don't have that luxury of having that diversified revenue streams. Um, mm. That's why it's important to look to hear what the market is saying and to pivot, uh, do micro pivots uh, until you get to a safer place and try to increase more of your revenue streams. Yeah. Okay. The third biggest issue that startups and businesses um, have issues with is our uh, finances yeah. and losing money and profitability. And they even now it's a, it's a known term. Um, how much cash burn do you, uh, are you burning? It became so easy to burn cash that they have a terminology terminology for it. Yeah. Um, what's your take on that? Like at the beginnings, and we, we've seen it as, as you rightly said, any, Burning cash is normal. You get venture capital who would inject money. Uh, venture capital are not liable. They collect the money mm. from their fees or, or what have you. They get their percentage of running yani, the show. Uh, mm. uh, I'm not trying to attack VCs, but yani, their role is important, obviously. Yeah. So they would support the companies and the growth. But when they put too much pressure on the founders and ask them to grow at whatever it costs, basically burn money, even at the negative uh, unit economics, then it becomes an issue. So, uh, because now you look here, it's, it's getting a little bit difficult to raise money for the businesses that are five years old and plus, and startups that have been doing their, whatever they've been doing for the five years, because the mentality of the investors actually changed, even their interests. Yeah. Five years mm-hmm. ago, people would want to invest in shared economy. Today, it's more authentic and blockchain mm. and uh, NFTs and whatnot. So, so, so for a company that is doing a shared economy today, it's difficult to, to raise capital, right? Mm. Because the mentality of the investors have changed. So the focus from the beginning at unit economics to make sure that you have a path, a clear path of profitability, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And you work on it. You work on it to make to make sure that you get there. It is very important and crucial. Mm. Not doing that will get you into a space where you are stuck, and you will have to pivot only because the VCs are interested to invest in this kind of uh, business, uh, this kind of new business, not on the things that you actually want to do. And that is the bad thing uh, that I see. So you'll happening. be losing. You'll be losing opportunities. Actually, opportunities of growing. Uh, putting a structure in place, having a strong foundation, and taking your your place in the market, just because uh, you're pursuing revenue without looking at the bottom line, without looking at yeah. profitability or anything else. Yeah. So yeah. and so that, and, and that's why. And even though I'll, I'll, uh, it is expensive at the beginning when at the startup stage to hire a proper 
or uh, we're rounded CFO uh, to, to help you to get into to, to know exactly your uh, your unit economics. So what we do, what you would do instead is you should consult with people who would tell you, or you teach yourself how unit economics work. Yeah. So in order for you to know and how how to move forward. Later, when mm-hmm. you grow the business in later stages, you have the leverage or the uh, capacity to hire more uh, expertise as your team, then you, this is something that you have to do. Uh, but at the beginnings, you have to be very careful in whatever you're selling. And um, yani, I see a lot of uh, uh, pitch decks for uh, people who want to do seed or uh, pre-seed rounds. And in one of the slides that one of the slides that has to be always there is the business model, how you make money. And in the how you make money slide, it has to show that, okay, you're not selling at a loss. You're not trying to burn cash because you think that one day you can raise, but after you get a market share, you raise the prices because that is going to be impossible or difficult. Mm. So uh, so it, it, it starts from that time, from the time of creating the idea and building building the company up. So yeah, uh, yeah that's that's why it's very important. And again, to to reiterate on the thing on the unit economic side that you have to know what's happening. Um, I know that one thing that you've done on on that front, and I uh, if you don't mind sharing it. Uh, this is before we met, uh, but um, you and everyone on the team told me the story about the red to green. What was it called? Yeah, yeah. red to green. Yes. So, hmm. when when we realized that uh, VCs would not would not invest anymore in the in the current in the business model that uh, we were growing. Um, and the investors might, unless we did things that are drastically changing um, hmm. our core business. So we decided that okay, we will try to we will try the multiple attempts to raise money. But at the first and utmost thing that we have to do is to focus on making sure that our uh, our entire efforts in the company is towards having uh, a, a healthy bottom line or a profitable bottom line. Hmm. And that's and hence the name red to green from red mm. the negative uh, bottom lines to positive, and it started from the gross from the, from the contribution margin to make mm. sure it is healthy, and then the gross profit, and then uh, remove any fat that you might have in the in the GNA uh, until we reached into a good place of profitability. But but then we made we made a mistake. Uh, we felt comfortable. Uh, at that level, right? You made and it, then, yes. You're... Yeah, and then <laughs> and then with the market conditions changed, it flipped back. So it became, uh, we became aware that uh, we, we got comfortable too fast. Maybe, mm. uh, I, I, especially it, uh, for me, this is my first radio, it's the first time I do in a startup and work in a, um, and focus and look at any financial statements for my own company, not, uh, mm. not um, reading a financial statement of a listed company to to decide to buy shares or not. Yeah. So it, it becomes trickier, right? Mm. So uh, and that's that's an advice that I would want to give, especially to startups. I'm sure the professionals we have on the on the call today uh, know this already. But uh, yeah. to feel comfortable uh, fast, it's an issue. You have to make sure that you, so you have a very solid and a balance sheet 
that you can mm. uh, that you can bank on. Yeah, yeah, building the solid foundation and the solid structure and the solid numbers, the solid revenue, is what makes what makes the company more mature and able to grow instead of really uh, just showing off or getting, I, I always say getting drunk with the revenue. You know, you get drunk just because you have a good revenue, but your bottom line is not working. True. Um, I, I just like to mention to everyone that uh, one thing that Tariq missed saying uh, is that when they did red to green, everyone in the company was talking red to green. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So it started from the top management. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, our should be uh, red to green. Um, um, we should focus on profitability. Uh, the name red to green, and he, um, even though it's uh, uh, calling it red to green, it, it, was, uh, any, uh, it wasn't quick. Um, okay. We didn't come up with it. We thought, okay, we need to make sure that we're profitable. And then we tried to look for a phrase, a phrase that can resonate in everyone's, uh, hmm. everyone's mind. So we called it that to green. And, um, uh, and then we started cascading. It started obvious because we are an operational company. So it started with the operation team, hmm. operation management and their entire, uh, entire, uh, entire teams hmm. in the warehouses that you need to make sure you need to stop spending money uh, that are unnecessary and focusing on to any yani, making sure that uh, you control the cost. Uh, and it went into a lot of things. And yani, let's say in, 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 in ballot wrapping, how many shrinks you wrap it with? Is it two or mm, three? Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit saving that you can go, you can do there. Line hole, how you cons- can you consolidate more? Uh, hiring, mm. do we need to access, uh, uh, access employees or not? So, and then also the other departments also. So then, and, mm-hmm. and we had to also send that, uh, I believe we had to send a letter uh, to, all, to all the entire company with the measure that the steps that were taken uh, in order to make sure that we keep, I mean, survive uh, or stay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that email uh, took us a while to draft it um, because we were sure that it would get leaked and people would... Uh, <laughs> might uh, think, uh, think of it uh, in a bad way that uh, uh, so it was well written uh, draft sent to the all the entire company including including the board and then uh, we act on it and we kept mm-hmm. uh, monitoring monitoring the results every month to make sure that we are we are really, uh, in a good position on the right track yeah. this is a a, a perfect example of businesses that one they are able to take the responsibility as as a management as a, as a as a founders and all the management taking responsibility full responsibility of their business with clarity on what yeah. needs to be done and having all one goal is uh, is a perfect um, recipe for really uh, moving all into one direction and really making a big change so well done, well done. Thank you, Tare. Um, I think it's now we're we're past the mark or we're on the mark of uh, this. If we have, if there are any Q and A, uh, we're actually on the half an hour. We're one minute. Uh, I don't, I don't see any questions. Uh, meanwhile, um, Tare, is there anything that you'd like to um, uh, any advice that you'd like to give? 
start any anyone who's is now in a startup mode and is is like a, a bit a couple of years uh, uh, before before uh, below you. Okay, don't try to build something that there is no market for. Hmm. Uh, that's any advice number one. Uh, advice and um, number two. Uh, no one is going to do something uh, that uh, for your benefit uh, for nothing. So mm. it's, it might uh, seems as if I mean, you are uh, on yourself, or you have to make sure that you you're able to to navigate without the need of being like a spoon fed. Mm. So that's the second thing that you have to teach yourself. And uh, the third thing is as to surround yourself with people who support you, but not in a fake way. Meaning, I mean, of course, if you go to your parents, they'll support you. Yeah. Uh, even if they see that you're doing something wrong. Uh, and in the business, there are some things that are similar. You can support yourself with people who would say, yes, you are an entrepreneur, go and do it. But you have to also have the people uh, uh, around you who tell you, no, be careful. Whatever you're doing here is wrong and you'll hit the wall. Mm. Right? Yeah. Those, I mean, that, that will help you to uh, basically uh, navigate, uh, navigate, the, the, navigate uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. I think exactly. those three. That, yeah, that the last one needs some guts because True. not everyone is able to bring. I don't want to say a nagging, but you know, someone with a red flag always having a red flag, yeah, uh, and telling yeah. you what, what to do. Yeah, True, but you have to know that you have to have it, right? You have yeah, to have something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. True. Great. All right. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, uh, thank you very much. You're trying to read. The, the, okay, so these are. Thank you um, uh, yeah. for for sharing your uh, uh, your you. comments. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, Tare. As Saad said, it's not uh, as not easy as easy. you talked about. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's, maybe it's maybe we need okay. So what I think what he's saying is maybe you need to have another one with with yes. all the surprises and the hurdles that you had to overcome. <laughs> maybe yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I tend yeah. to forget. So exactly. I tend to forget the bad things. So <laughs> maybe I try to, to remember and list them all. Mm. Great. Thank you very much, Tare. Thank you. Uh, thank you everyone for uh, for being on the call today and looking forward to seeing you uh, next time thank you bye bye thank you bye